around. Uh, I am your co-host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren. Oh, you're not going to mess with me this week? No, if I if I mess with you every week, it won't be fun anymore. Okay, 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 okay. And Steven. Yep. The important thing is that you don't know what's coming. Yeah, okay, okay. That's, that's a good point. Got to keep you on your toes. Yeah, 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 of course. So, it's still spring training. I don't know. I didn't watch a ton of, I didn't watch a ton of games this week. <laughs> the 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 luster of like, oh, it's back. It's easy to watch games again. Just going to put one on. Kind of kind of wore off. I mean, I'm still I'm still happy, you know, MLB is back. It's easy. Baseball's easy to watch again, but like it's that lull moment of spring training where mm-hmm. we're still a couple weeks away from opening day. Well, I I caught a Tony Otani start. Other than that, there was not a lot of super interesting stuff going on. His was fun though. Yeah, well, he looks yeah. good. And he's hitting home runs all over the place, too. Oh, it's I like did a, see that. That was great. Yeah. It's like what we were talking about where spring training doesn't matter unless it's something that you really, really want to count. <laughs> uh, and o- Otani is a prime example of that right now. He looked like when he's hitting those home runs, like I watched, like he hit two today, I think. Like when, when you know, he's like <laughs> through his swing after the balls jumped off, he just like looks like fucking Superman or something. Mm-hmm. Like the, the like he looks he looks like he's gotten bigger. He's built just like he's yeah. <laughs> he's like super broad shouldered. It really like he's got an, a perfect build for his size and a beautiful swing. It's so mm-hmm. great. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, we we're 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 not the Otani podcast, but I guess we we could probably could just do that. I we could probably just talk. About I could in fact Otani. talk about both his starts for like a, a solid hour if we wanted to do that. Don't we'll, think I could. We'll, we will have. We can have a dedicated Shohei Otani segment on this podcast moving forward indefinitely. Okay. 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 Well, let's let's start it off. Let, Lauren, why don't you talk about uh, Otani starts a little bit here? Well, you know, the uh, second start I thought was really interesting uh, was how good his breaking stuff looked. Like he's known for the splitter, uh, less so for the slider and curveball. But the curveball was like devastating uh, on a strikeout. The three pitch sequence against. Uh, Jose Abreu in particular was like spectacular, all breaking. All the camera angles kind of suck, so it's hard to tell. But um, the third pitch, I think it was the sl- slider, just like started top right corner of the zone and was at uh, Abreu's ankle by the time I got by the time he swung through it. Uh, all three were swinging strikes, I'm pretty sure. And he, he uh, got a like a gave up five runs. It was, that's not good. But a bunch of those were because of like questionable fielding errors like joe adele like lost the ball in the sun in the outfield and that was like a double um and then there was like this uh blooper to the right field that just like all three of them just couldn't get to it uh it was super close uh fletcher probably in an actual game probably makes it and then it was also the white Sox, you know like jose Abreu was the mvp last year <laughs> Like, they're a good lineup, and all of their guys were there and doing that thing they do uh, where they just kind of, like, fucking sock it to the other team, like, back to back to back to back in a way that not a lot of offenses can really have done lately. So, fastball command was a little... Well, fastball, you know, I'm not great at distinguishing that command versus control like a lot of the uh, smarter pitcher people, analysis people do, but um, had some trouble getting that fastball across. I think that's a made-up distinction. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to, to make us to make us feel stupid very possible the, the ball ball goes ball 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 just goes goes zoom and it's <laughs> that is my primary understanding of how baseball yeah. operates ball goes fast ball goes fast and it's good also i'm super annoyed that for the second time for a second start 
uh, the fucking gun wasn't on. Oh, come on. Like, guys, I want to see the the pitch speed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for like for like stars, you want to see that stuff. I don't know. For like stars and like top prospects, you want to see that stuff. When it's like the couple of guys fighting for the fifth spot in the rotation. Yeah, I don't care as much. That, not as no. interested. Yeah, who cares? But like stars, top prospects, like. I want. I want. That. I want to see I want the to heat. See, I want to see him light up the gun. Yeah. I want to see that ninety, uh, that ninety six to ninety nine. Okay. Well, there. That's been our our show high segment, or unnamed show high <laughs> segment. Uh, for for the uh, for the week. Say um, say calling it say hey show hey just feels like a given. Sorry. Like duh. <laughs> say hey show hey. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tentatively. That With apologies to whichever angels podcast out there is currently <laughs> using that. Show, I show can't time be bothered is... to en- I can't be bothered to engage with uh, Angel's content <laughs> generally beyond Shohei Otani mm-hmm. and Mike Trout, so I would mm-hmm. never know, mm-hmm. but uh, I just assume that it's been done. But we're doing Probably. it, and that's what matters. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, also, uh, I'm also taking Showtime. Like, that's something the announcers say uh, when he's up, but mm-hmm. that's mine now. Uh, I claim it. I like it when they say uh, Big Fly Otani song. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. mine now, too. I think that one's really <laughs> i invented that that's also ours that's ours now they stole I mean, that from is, me that is how this works so it's unassailable yeah. fuck it fuck it it doesn't matter um all right good segment i always like talking about him uh but we're talking about the rules this week right we're talking about yes uh how in the minor leagues they're testing a lot of rules i mean they've been kind of doing this with uh, the minor leagues and with the atlantic league for uh, a couple years all with the point of increasing how exciting the game is to watch, um, reducing the time of play, like the, the time of the games. Um, so what what have we got here? Where there's there's because there's been there's all the rules that were implemented last year. Um, I don't think they're they're keeping all of them here. A lot of those aren't don't seem to be sticking around, right? I think that's correct. Yeah, and I, I think first off we should address um, they're not fixing any of the you know overarching. Uh, problems with the game that we've identified in previous episodes uh, like collusion and the desperate need for expansion and uh, cheap owners those will all still be there um uh unfortunately because they don't those will be there those those will be there for uh when the cba expires at the end of the year yes uh but i like that they're uh messing they're, they're at least attempting to make a better product on the field i think um it's been an increasing subject of conversation in baseball for the last couple for a while now, like it, it seems like people generally agree that the optimized baseball we now have with all the strikeouts uh, and where bunting is bad and where stealing bases in, are, are inefficient uh, is not as fun to watch. Uh, so I'm glad they're taking an initiative and at least forming like a committee to really kind of test this stuff seriously. It happens with a lot of games where like it kind of gets figured mm-hmm. out like what is the exact optimal way to do things and our optimal way of doing things that we see now. Yeah, um, has led to like some like legitimate complaints about the game. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, early on in professional baseball in America, they were changing the rules like every season mm-hmm. to like fiddle with things and try to figure out like okay, what is the best like way to get offense up and that sort of thing. So it's 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 a constant evolutionary process. Absolutely. And other leagues have messed with this. Um, like South Korea wanted a deader ball and they implemented it and it seemed to work. Um, other leagues have kind of messed with, done this thing, these things before. All right. Yeah. And like, you know, we kind of, they've kind of figured out 
like I was saying earlier, they kind of figured out, you know, uh, bunting, <laughs> bunting doesn't work. Stealing bases isn't generally worth it unless mm-hmm. you're very, very certain it will happen. Mm-hmm. And it's best to just hit home runs. Like that is just <laughs> to just swing for it and go for it. But what it seems like they're looking for here is to have, it's, it's like what we talked about when, um, when Bailey, when foolish baseball was on, um, we talked about how to fix baseball and, you know, he, and he was talking about how like, yeah, we want to see more flashy defense, more balls in play. Uh, Absolutely. And like, yeah. And that's, <laughs> and like stolen bases, like even like, I do even think like, you know, bunts are fun to watch when mm-hmm. they're like pulled off. Well, it's cool seeing like somebody who's really good at really good at bunting actually. Yeah. But absolutely. it's just it's just stupid to do it. It's just not an ideal thing to do right now. But so what are what are these like uh what are these what are these rules? Let's go through them here. The ones there was a, there was an article uh in the Athletic by Jason Stark the other day. Yeah. It was a good way it was like a good overview of both the rule changes and some of the potential pitfalls or things that can't be accounted for, you know, possible side effects. Um mm-hmm. But broadly speaking, uh, should we just go down the line and each rule we just kind of say what we yeah, think let's about do it? it? Go for it. Why don't you start it off? Okay. Um, yeah, the, the first one I think is probably the most significant change in terms of like um, the effect it'll have on the game. Um, uh, the, and it's interesting also how they've divided these up across the different leagues so they can almost kind of control for like, well, how does it affect this one? You know, without all the changes at once, you can kind of see just how the effect. Yeah, I mean, one. they have the con- um, it's it, the you know they have the control and they have all the other things. It's a, it's you don't want to put all the rule changes into one league. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the biggest one I think is also happening at the most significant level of the minors uh, in Double A this year. The there will be a requirement for all four infielders to have both feet on the infield uh, at the time of the pitch. If uh, an umpire catches someone with uh, a foot. On the grass outside, not the grass inside, they can still move in. Um, on the gra- on the outfield grass, it is an automatic ball. Yeah, so this is them trying to cut down on like the, on shifts. Mm-hmm. Yes, I generally I generally don't like um, I don't like you know people like ban the shift, ban the shift. Like I don't I kind of like you know moving moving players around. Like I don't like the idea of like oh you can't you know t- you know the, your shortstop and third baseman or whatever can't be on you know the the right side of the diamond like i don't really like that stuff for all all the outfielders to be in the infield i don't know i kind of i i kind of don't like this stuff because like i mean the shift has been statistically proven that it's been fairly effective like people think it will think it's not because they'll see you know one Mm left-handed hitter um hit one the opposite way through the infield and they'll, you know, just say like, "Oh, the shift sucks." That confirms that they what their thoughts are that the shift sucks. But like, I, I like it. I think it's fun when teams are like, "No, let's just put everybody into the outfield. <laughs> like, let's run four outfielders." I think that's fun, though. And this does get rid of that. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. Like, I, I broadly agree. Like, that there's it's also been tossed around doing two requiring two uh, position players on each side of the mm-hmm. diamond. Uh, on either side of second base. And I think Francisco Lindor had a really interesting quote about that the other day, but he was like, yeah, I don't really mind. Uh, I'm good enough that I can get across to their side of the base if a ball's hit that way. Like, he had a really good, I thought, perspective Yeah, he's Francisco um, Lindor, too, like... though. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, I, as, as for this rule, I think um, I, I'm interested in seeing how it plays out because I don't automatically hate it. The fourth outfielder thing, I think statistically probably has a much bigger impact in terms of like the home runner bust kind of philosophy Mm -hmm. than uh 
the the pull this the heavy pull hitters and moving a guy moving the third baseman to the um in between like second and and shortstop they so often do like or rather the shortstop yeah, you know yeah, what i yeah. mean um generally i think it getting rid of the fourth outfielder kind of thing um is going to have a less impact on that and more impact on hopefully uh like good line drive hitting yeah. which is has been a compelling has been the rule of baseball for a century of like what you should be trying to do right before all the launch angle stuff that was just what everyone was was telling you mm-hmm. to do all the time but yeah I, I don't know like i can see why left-handed hitters you know hate the shift because <laughs> it just does disproportionately <laughs> affect them but like baseball has kind of always mm-hmm. been a thing like you know left-handed right-handed thing so like you know left-handed pitchers can uh pitch even when they're terrible they can have a career until they're you know 38 even if they're not very good pitchers like just just by being a lefty i don't know i don't i don't think there needs to absolutely. be absolutely i like that yeah, i don't think there needs to be like this absolute parity you know between between everyone like that uh, yeah, between different kinds of handness. Yeah. I agree that that's like an interesting component of the game. It'd be a real shame to yeah, lose. Yeah, for sure. But the fourth outfield thing, why not give it a try? Like, I, I'm curious to see what the data does. And Double uh, A, it's, it's a fairly significant one because the that's really the league where you're kind of the players are kind of supposed to really be growing into their power yeah. and um, and with the slightly deadened ball, I think it could. Like, I'd love more triples in the game. I'd love more doubles. Yeah, and triples absolutely. In the game. And this could be a, a an appropriate way to kind of incentivize having like a rally built around a bunch of bunch of singles triples doubles and stuff is like way more fun than just hitting a bunch of home runs like it it really is like when your team's like rallying like that is more fun to watch like that absolutely and and it'd probably also be a lot of like bloop singles that would drop which is good wire to wire baseball super fun Mm -hmm. love all right let's go to the next one here uh in triple a okay in triple a uh they're expanding expanding the size of the bases of the bags uh, to 18 inches instead of 15 inches. Um, the bags also have an anti-slip texture, better drainage, and project less from the ground to try to reduce injuries. Um, so the distance, and then that does affect the distance between the bags by about four and a half inches, um, which doesn't seem <laughs> like it's that much when it's 90 feet. But like, think of all of the, you know, stolen bases that come down to you know instant replay or that are like so close, like four and a yeah. half inches, mm-hmm. is like much bigger. And this is obviously here to try to encourage stolen bases by just tweaking it a little bit. Not not really reducing the overall size mm-hmm. of the diamond, but just the size or the the distance between the bags a little bit. Uh, there the two there are two separate things in here, the distance and the the texture drainage and and reduced profile closer to the ground. I'm thrilled that they're doing more to help For reduce sure. injuries. Uh, because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than watching a bag-related injury, just like a guy just slipping off the bag and rolling his ankle or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I'm thrilled about. And honestly, like the rest is great too. I love like stolen bases are thrilling. Um, they're really frustrating when you get picked off if it's your team. Um, but like it's high risk, high reward. I love watching it. It's entertaining. It's good. If they like whether this. or not they make it, Absolutely. it's thrilling. So like, yeah, no, I I, li- I like this this uh, the idea of this one a lot, for sure. 
Absolutely. And I, I, I love the idea of redeveloping speed as, as a, a, a viable way into the sport. Like so many kids, you know, as it is right now, it's very, very hard for smaller guys, skinnier guys, faster guys to really make it to the majors because mm-hmm. that skill set is so uh, less considered useful at the major leagues uh, where it's like really power or bust. Like there's obviously still mm-hmm. some fast guys that make it, but not nearly as many as there were uh, decades ago. I, I haven't done the numbers, but I'm making assumptions. Well, I mean, there. but with like the with um, the major sports, you know, all trending towards you know having bigger players in them. Um, like having mm-hmm. having a play, I think baseball having a place for like a smaller but faster guy. Uh, you know, where where football it isn't going to have it necessarily, and basketball probably you know won't have it. I mean, even all like the really you know fast point guards and stuff in basketball still aren't like small guys <laughs> by any means. You know, they're still over six feet Absolutely. you know generally so like it's yeah i i like this a lot i mean it's not like that it's not like speed is, has was never useful i mean everybody in you know all, all your you want your outfielders to be fast you know you want guys who are fast on the on the baselines but like if yeah anything that makes stolen bases more viable and valuable uh i'm for it absolutely and it doesn't need to go from you know uh it doesn't need to go from a hunt from the current chances of stealing the bag to a hundred percent chance, even a small, even a very small increase over a season means, you know, uh, 50 more stolen mm-hmm. bases, a hundred more, 200 more per team. Like it, it could be pretty significant depending on uh, how it and plays this, out. And this um, does bring the, bring first base a little closer to home plate too. Um, for, you know, legging out mm-hmm, a single mm-hmm. becomes, you know, <laughs> a couple, like an inch and a half easier or a couple inches easier. And, you know, think about how many, uh, how many plays we've we've all watched that were just bang bang plays at the plate? This will get more people onto the bases too. I think it's just yeah, this is good. This is this is fun. Absolutely, and importantly, it makes batting average slightly more relevant because it's 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 it, it that increases batting average indirectly, which I don't think I'm not super tight at batting average, but like I I was thrilled that season where D Gordon had like a three thirty. Um, or like 350 uh, batting average and, was, and won the batting crown or the not batting the title, not the batting crown, won the batting title that year. Like that was a super fun season. And, and as Steven said, really the most important thing is that they're making the bases safer because uh, no one likes collisions at second. No one, the players are never at fault for those kinds of things. Uh, no one who's ever slid into second uh, has ever done anything wrong. Never. I'm not saying that, but never. Um, <laughs> just a slight, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's important to keep, Player safety in mind is what I'm saying. Yeah. Not saying a word. That was bait for Steve, and he didn't go for it. Yeah, I, I, I've, I'm, I'm learning how to temper your filliness. Not take the bait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get an Otani moment, you should get an Utley moment. That thing is just fair. <sighs> Lauren, you'll find that all of my moments are Utley moments. <laughs> Have been for over a decade now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, okay. let's do the next one. Yeah, a, this is, uh, the next two couple are all like A-ball, like younger guys, less... Uh, so the, the you, smaller leagues, you might not get as much uh, meaningful sample, but um, curious to see how they work out. They're smaller changes, too. Uh, at In A-ball this year, um, uh, it seems like they're trying to neutralize lefty uh, pickoff moves that are basically box, but kind of considered Lefties not. get away with them um, for some reason. Yeah, like Julio Urias just has the most lethal one I've ever seen. Um, 
It requires pitchers to step off the rubber before throwing to a base. Which I just always thought was part of the Bach rule to begin with, but, you know, it's just not really for lefties, I guess. Yeah, the the whole thinking about Bach, worrying about Bach, trying to understand Bach... It's kind of like looking at the it's sun. It's a fool's errand. <laughs> it's, it, it's never going to work out well it's for a, you. It, yeah. um, you won't come away any better for it's a, it. It's one of those madness runes where the, the more you look at mm-hmm. it, the more just insane you go. I always joke that um, in sports that have offsides, I can never see offsides, even though I know what the offsides rule is. Like hockey, soccer, like I don't know. I, like... I'll see it. I'll see a replay of it, and I'll go, "Oh yeah, no, they were offsides." But like, I cannot see it in the moment. No, and mm-hmm. balks are even worse. Mm-hmm. Like, you show me a balk, I, <laughs> I there's like a fifty-fifty chance I will understand what was happening. Like, absolutely a conundrum. It's I I I made fun of uh, some football fan friends recently. Um, because they were kind of digging on baseball. And I, I, I made the point that there's really no more convoluted rule in sports than uh, what is a catch in football. It, it's absolutely insane. And I think that's probably not it's true. It's absolutely insane what like what the catch rules are. It is, just seems to be like, I mean, I don't want. Is yeah, it I'm not a huge. It's insane. And it changes yeah, it's every year. It changes all yeah, the they, time. They're constantly and it changes it. like ref to ref, um, basically. Like it just seems to be like what they feel like calling a catch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what I what huh. I thought it was when I was a kid when I actually watched football. It's just like when I whenever I watch it nowadays, it's like it's nothing like that. They the announcers will try to will try to explain it, it and they never do a very good job. No. My my understanding from my parents is that uh it's a catch unless the Saint it's a, a Saints receiver and then it's not. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> But my my larger my larger point was that I think that was incorrect, the point I made about that being the most complicated rule. I think the bulk is a bit more complicated. Um the main difference being there's a bulk maybe once every 10, 20 games across mm-hmm. the league. Uh, no, probably way less than that. Uh, and a catch is like the whole thing in football. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I because of my un, it, my lack of familiarity with bulks generally, this rule does not mean much to me. I mean, sure, go for it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm down for I'm down for trying this too. More stolen bases, more stolen base stamps, less less pickoffs. Pickoffs are boring. Uh, yeah, let's we don't we we don't need a, a ton of pickoffs. Absolutely, and it's 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 a weird advantage uh, for lefties to have. Um, like it doesn't really they already get like the advantage of throwing mostly to righties. Uh, so um, I, I it, it feels more than anything like such a minor change that it, it kind of feels comparable to the rule about like uh, just letting them. Automatic walks, just like letting it, just like waving from the dugout, letting them do it rather than having to actually throw the pitches. Like ultimately, it didn't. It was such a minor change; people didn't. Really that was one of the yeah. Was that gone. was one of the rules that like I just did not understand. People freaking out about. I thought that made just the most sense. Yeah, like mm-hmm. why? Like, I'm not even somebody like I am not concerned about pace of play. Like I like the slower pace of play. When I go to a ballpark, I like spending mm-hmm. many hours there. Um, I don't mm-hmm. mind it being being slower. Um, I understand, like you know, if you're gonna get more people into it, cutting it down helps. But like you, but like you, you know, I don't give a shit about you know letting somebody just Mm-mm. do an automatic walk. That's what they were gonna do. It's not like you know, they, oh, is the batter gonna step outside of the batter box and take a swing at it? No, you can't do that anyway. So who fucking cares? 
Yeah, I think it'll also be, be kind of comparable to that more than anything else. Like, it'll just be such a minor blip on the radar in terms of everything else. Yeah. And pick-off moves in general, it's just not the most interesting part of the game to me. Like, it's cool when it works, but it works so rarely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the next one is is also kind of a similar pick-off thing. Do you want to talk about that one? Sure. So, uh, in uh, low A, uh, you only get two... The pitchers only get f- two quote-unquote, free pickoff throws. Uh, if a pitcher throws a third time, the runner needs to be called out or it's a balk. That's... Love yeah, this change. That's pretty mm. intense. Uh, I think that's... Yeah, that's a lot. That's way more intense than any of the previous I think ones. That's, I think that's too much. It seems, it seems extreme to me, but, like, I also have just been talking about how I want to see more stolen base attempts, and if it becomes, like, a little game with the pitcher and the... Uh, and the the runner and the base runner, then like, I don't know that maybe that is a good thing, you know. Let them, you know. I'm gonna take a big like I'm the runner. I'm gonna take a big lead, and I'm gonna like dare this guy to waste one of his you know free pickoffs at me. If he uses both of them, then like okay, cool. Now I can take uh, a bigger lead. You still are at risk of being called out, but like, I mean. <laughs> Turning it into a balk is awesome because, like, oh, now there's a runner at third base. I can now take a huge lead <laughs> uh, because if that pitcher doesn't get a really good pickoff and I make it back to the base, then a run comes in. Like, I like that sort of stuff. I think that's a cool mind game. Absolutely. It adds any, any changes that's going to actually add tension and drama, I think, is automatically should be considered over a change that will remove tension or drama like the whole point of the game is to like evoke feeling and emotion in, in the viewers and like this creates a very real tension in, in that on that third yeah. uh throw over to first and and 90 percent of the time throws to first are boring they're terrible yes. they're just a waste of time uh so if, they, if that can become something that's like fun and cool 100 percent on board it, yeah it. anything that makes a pitcher work on their pickoff move i think that's good because there are some pitchers with just like absolute dog shit pickoff moves that have probably never thrown. Never going to get it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love this. And it really incentivizes. Yeah. It really incentivizes just going after guys with the yips, which would be very funny. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> this one, uh, as it was pointed out in the 2019 Atlantic League, where they tried this, stolen base attempts went up 70 percent. Oh God. <laughs> so I'm That's... down for this. That sounds great. Like. I don't Absolutely. think we're going to yeah. get another, you know, Ricky Henderson stealing an absurd amount of bases, <laughs> but like I don't know. I want to I want to see I want to see more stolen bases. So, I'm down for this even though it is like another one of those seemingly arcane like I mean, I know arcane means old, but like arcane rules um that make it that are like you know, the more things you have to explain to somebody trying to get into the sport, the kind of harder mm-hmm. it gets. Mm-hmm. And that's another one where it's just mm-hmm. like Oh, well, why couldn't he throw it in this time? And you have to explain to somebody like that stuff. And then it goes into a, a balk, and like <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot there. But like, I think it's it's best for the it's it's good for I think this would be good for the for the kind of game that we want to see. And that's I think you have a really good point there. I hadn't actually considered that about the, it does make it a little bit more complicated to explain to newcomers. Yeah. I think that's totally yeah. true. Uh, I think also it really speaks to how little steals there are right now. That a seventy percent increase still is less than two per game. Right. Yeah. And that's that's attempts. That's not steals. Right. Like that's that's troublesome given like the history of the game and, and what steals were. Uh and, and like guys who made their whole careers on steals, even even like not Ricky Anderson, like Jackie Robinson was like a legendary base mm-hmm. stealer. 
Uh, and like that component of the game of just like toying with the pitcher is mostly just gone, which is a shame. Right. I love I love seeing guys that are just trying to like fuck with the pitcher. You know, you're not you're not only making him pitch out of the stretch, but like having to split their attention. I, and then adding in another factor where those pitchers then have to like have a resource that they have to worry about consuming. You know, how many how many pickoff <laughs> attempts do you have left before this guy can just like safely take a bigger lead? I, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm I'm down for this. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds it sounds very jarring at first, but when like yeah, thinking thinking of, it through yeah. I yeah, like I no, I agree because uh-huh. like I I recoiled at this mm-hmm. one a little bit immediately too, but like I like it. I do love I do love the moment where like an opposing pitcher is throwing to first like five times in a row, and, in, and each subsequent time <laughs> like the the ballpark is just raining yep. booze on him. That's cute. I that's fun, but like the that's there not was worth a, all of the what we would be there was getting. a couple games i remember a couple of twins games in 2019 where like sergio romo has like some sort of weird condition with his knee where it will just like stop working for like you know a couple minutes at a time basically and then it will be fine right after that mm-hmm. but then like you just watch him like try to buy time and just like throw the laziest dumbest pickoff attempts for like you know, minutes at a time, just wasting minutes at a time between between pitches. It was it was just terrible. Like, yeah, get rid of that. I'm fine with that just being gone. Absolutely, and, and, and I think Stephen raises a fair point that there's like there's the, the the crowd element of like everybody like starting harassing the pitcher for throwing over the first twenty times is super cool. And I think as fans, we should be more committed to uh, embracing those kinds of traditions. Um, so maybe we need to cook up our own rule change for the fans. Where if they throw to the fir- to first on the third pitch, and it is a balk, we should come up with some really good like chant that we can or or shout yeah. uh, that's just spectacularly when... cruel. We need we need to pack as much cruelty into it as possible to make up for the missed boos- boo boo calls from the extra. Pi- yeah, the extra how pickups. old is uh you know we want a pitcher not a belly itcher. That's like a hundred fucking <laughs> years old. Like, uh, you know, the, I'm sure that was that was really you know biting back in the day. But we we need <laughs> we need a new like mean thing to to yell at, at to yell at pitchers. Um, that was absolutely yeah. devastating in nineteen. Little songs like they sing in like uh, uh, soccer games and in Europe and stuff. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. yeah, just like you know, just like oh, just like a little a little verse that you yell well, they- at, at somebody to make them feel bad. But uh, well, unlike. European soccer games will make sure that they're not um, really racist. Well, the 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 fans in South Korea are fucking yeah. nuts with their like in-game chance. Japan like, too. Yeah. So we'll do all of these that. things, and we'll we'll import the um, the cheer master. Yes, absolutely. Yes. We, we we really need to look really to um, South America and and both Japan and Korea in terms of like making baseball audiences much more engaged with the game yeah that's what like Mm -hmm. all the american players say when they go play in the winter leagues is they're like yeah you go to a baseball game it's like a fucking party like i would love that that sounds so fun (laughs) absolutely well okay let's get back to the more concrete (laughs) changes here oh there's all the other stuff that we would do um and like it's probably stuff that we've talked about before but uh let's see so two free pickoff moves i think we like that one i think we 
I think so. I think yeah. all of these so far we're we're down for. Not maybe not the uh, requires four infielders to have both feet in play. I think that's the one we're the least hot on. But I think I, I like all these other ones. I'm willing to see it play out. That's fair. You know, that's what the whole experiment's about is collecting data and see if it, it's a good idea or not. All right. So we got uh, our next one. In the low A Southeast League, it will have an improved version of the automated ball and strike system. The uh, the dreaded robo ump. Robot umps. The ABS. I think it's good that they're still like trying. They're, they're willing to admit that the product wasn't great on the first yes. attempt. I think there were some pretty significant issues with, um, especially with breaking balls and pitches that are technically in the zone, but actually unhittable. Um, and I'm glad they're refining it. I think it's, it's smart to have finally uh, admitted what umpires have long said and known, which is that it is not a square like we see on TV. It is an oval. Right. Um, and it's good to see they're trying to improve this thing. Because I think it could aid umpires. I, I never want to see the umpires go away entirely. But um, if it makes the umpires better at their job, if it makes them a little bit uh, quicker uh, in challenging situations to get the right call rather than the wrong call, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Keep trying it out. Keep eating your data from it. Try to refine it. If it never goes anywhere and we're and you know we have human umps forever. Um, calling balls and strikes that's that's fine perfectly fine. bitching about umpires referees that's a uh you know a sacred you know part of every sport um and i can't imagine never truly getting rid of uh you know angel hernandez and all this other and all these other guys that we <laughs> bitch about forever you know what are we gonna do if we don't have yeah what are we gonna do if we don't have officer west down there <laughs> They're terrible and we hate them, but like, come on, you see, you see Joe West calling a game that you're paying attention to and oh, you're like, fuck. God damn it. Every and time. Like, mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a reaction that you have and <laughs> you, you may not, you may not love it every time, especially if, you know, he fucks up a call for your team, but that, that sensation, that reaction is special and not having it, I, I think, would be a, a detriment. Maybe the trick is to just uh, have the ABS system occasionally, not necessarily get one wrong, but like maybe it freezes, like it, maybe they program in some kind of like way for the fans to doubt it, just so we can make, just so that that sense is always preserved. Like maybe once a game, it, the system like goes out, I'm doing air quotes, it goes out, and they have to send a guy over there with like a, a big hammer to like hammer on the box <laughs> or something, just to give fans that little bit of hope, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I, 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 uh, I like it. What I would like to see it used for more for is just like, not for the actual calling of balls and strikes, but just as it being used for like data for judging, <laughs> uh, for judging mm-hmm. these umpires. To see how, you know, how good they are. I mean, we already kind of have that, but even all that, like, StatCast stuff and the, you know, the the technology they have to track, track pitching, uh, it's not completely accurate. The more accurate that gets, I think it's, that's great. But, like, I don't think it necessarily needs to be a robo-ump calling balls and strikes. Absolutely. And, you know, we always have to remember these kinds of conversations that umpires, as much as we give them grief, are really good. Like, on the whole, I think the accuracy rate is, like, 97, 98%. Like... I never did that good in school. They're doing. I, I, I'm not that good at my job, not by a mile. So, yeah, I mean, I am a fierce uh, supporter of robot umps during games in which uh, Joe West or Angel Hernandez are involved, <laughs> um, and then otherwise, I just don't care or notice. 
because it's not something that you notice all the time, and you only notice the big guys. Uh, because I don't know about that. I think you know. Like, I think you notice all the time, even when you don't know who it is. You're just like, yeah, this guy's this guy's got a fucking bullshit strike zone today. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. I notice that. That's all part the of the sport. Yeah, for sure. It is. For sure. It is. Yeah. For sure. I I do wonder if maybe there's an advantage at lower levels where it's just harder to find umps. Like, I'd love it if it became a system that like people at home or in like amateur leagues get it right 100 percent of the time. Because like in an amateur league. That is genuinely, you know, amateur leagues don't have the ability to afford the camera systems required for these things. But maybe that kind of technology comes down in cost. It'd be great if it was, if it could be done in such a way that it was a useful product for people at the very lowest level of the game, where there is like some utility there. Yeah, if one day there's a piece of machinery you can buy for like, you know, five hundred dollars for your for your field, you know, for your league that you can set up. Like, yeah, that'd be wonderful. Exactly. Uh, I maybe there's yeah. something there to develop it down the line. I'm glad that they're doing the uh, that they're doing the work right now and trying to get it running and improving. Uh, but I don't I don't see it as like a hugely necessary thing or anything to really worry about for a long time because they know that it's not super accurate mm-hmm. and it's yeah. not and it's not close right now. So like I don't know MLB fans that are any like are worried about it coming to the major leagues like don't worry about that for a very very mm-hmm. long time i think the um we're, we're gonna die in climate disasters before i think it ever <laughs> makes it to to the major leagues yeah it's more likely that the that the robot umps we end up with are like human umpire men yeah. who are like partially cyborgs because of how apocalyptic our society has gotten <laughs> it's cyborg umps before we have true robo umps <laughs> you know You're i can get see, an elon I can... musk chip in your head <laughs> I was that gonna... makes you into a into an ump yeah i was gonna say i could see joe west being like a um, not that far removed from like a, a a musk stan and being one of the first to sign up for it that could happen that'd be fun yeah the, the problem with joe west is that he's never going to go away as long as baseball exists in like a hundred years he'll be like a, a head in a jar on a, <laughs> on a robot body like fucking up calls he'll be like a baseball inquisitor on mars like (laughs) yeah he'll have some sort of royal title uh on mars and kind of a brain in a jar situation or futurama head in a jar situation yeah just making sure that baseball sucks even when we spread it across the solar system yeah getting getting lustily booed by a crowd of uh (laughs) A five hundred thousand Olympus Mons Martians fans. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Uh, Low A West is going to have a fifteen second instead of a twenty second pitch clock, and I think there's also something in there about how batters have to be um, quote unquote attentive to the pitcher in the last eight seconds of that twenty second pitch clock. So, question: In the minors, are they like actually enforcing the pitch clock? Because they super don't in the majors. Yeah, well, there isn't one in the majors. Yeah, they, they do in, enforce it in the minors. It's it's that's been. Didn't they add a clock? They put. I think they didn't. Like, a couple years ago, they like they would put them in the stadiums, and then they didn't actually enforce anything. Though I don't remember. I, I guess I don't think it's any kind of official rule that you have to throw within mm. thirty seconds in the majors. Um, I think this there is was the a, stuff I, I'm least concerned about as far well, as pace of play stuff. I think is mm-hmm. is, is pitch clocks. Well, yeah, I, wanna, I don't give a shit about pace of play. I want to clarify. I think, if I'm recalling correctly, it was a it was a league, uh, not a rule, but like an encouragement from the league for, that they were doing for buy-in uh, for players and 
for both hitters and pitchers to voluntarily try to speed things up to see what kind of a difference that would make. I don't think it was ever an official rule in the majors. I just don't think that this stuff has that much of an effect on anything. I don't mind. And if we had this, we never would have gotten uh, Rich Hill stepping off the mound to let Gurriel get uh, booed during the World That's Series. true. That's uh-huh, true. That, that yeah. was cool. That was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I do have to kind of fundamentally disagree, though. Like, I don't think this is... I think this is like one of the purest ways we can actually talk about increasing pace of play, not overall game time. Like this is mm. more stuff going on in a game faster, not necessarily shaving minutes off of the overall product, but making those discrete events of action in baseball occur more frequently to like closer together. And I don't think sure. that's necessarily insignificant. I, I think the 15 second versus 20 second is kind of arbitrary. I think that's probably just kind of seeing what they can push with it because it's such a low level of baseball yeah. um, that, like, it doesn't really matter that much if, if uh, a couple guys get squeezed. Like, I think they just try to see what the bounds of, of, of the pitch clock are. Yeah, I don't know. I I think, yeah, pitch clock is just not something I'm concerned with. I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's good for it. Not I'm not concerned with it. I I like a lot of our other our, our other stuff that we've talked about here uh, a lot more than this. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's it's again, it's just experimenting, just seeing what works and what doesn't. For sure. Um, and you know, so that's that's the rules that are happening, the rule changes that are happening across um, the minors uh, this year. What about the rules last year that came into effect? Specifically, I guess I'm thinking about the runner on second in extra innings. What do you what What did you two think about that? I hated that. Yeah, I, I just don't think the requirements for that are there anymore. Like, they were dealing with such they're not. weird circumstances last year that it was They're not doing issue. it this year. They're not doing it this yeah. year. But just, like, what What did you think about that in general? I, I think it was an understandable attempt under the circumstances of them trying to w- cut down extra games in a, a much shorter season. Um, in practice, I don't think it made a huge difference. And uh, aesthetically, it just was very displeasing. In terms of like what a baseball game should be, <laughs> I hated it a lot less than I thought I would. Anyway, like I thought yeah. I, I thought I would really hate that, but I didn't mind it as much as I thought I would. Like I I would much rather see that than have any sort of possibility of ties. At, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I don't fuck ties. I mean, I also love like fifteen inning games. Honestly, I think those those uh super long like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen inning games are kind of like more of a west coast baseball thing now because like uh unless you're at the game or watching your team like if you're on the east coast i'm just not up late enough for those kind of like oh so the mariners are in inning 15 16 the uh whatever when when i was on the west coast i was living in, in arizona it was like yeah that was a pretty frequent thing i was, it was like only like 9 9 or 10 p.m uh that you could kind of tune in for those super late inning games where things get really weird uh, and those mm-hmm. were fun i really like that experience but it's just not something i ever get to really witness here nearly as often how about having uh the minimum batters faced for pitchers I didn't notice it. Yeah, I didn't really notice it in effect either. Yeah. Not a I big deal. Didn't fine. mind. Yeah. I think I think that the way that they did it where it's like you, know, you can change at you know, in between your half innings and you can uh and you can or you can or you have to wait three batters. I think that's fine. I think that's totally fair and I think that's a better way to um yeah. to do pace of play and shorten games than uh, mm-hmm. than having a pitch clock is. And and there were so few loogies to begin with at this point. Like it's just so hard to yeah. fit a guy like that on on a modern roster either way that it, I don't think it really affects jobs that much like yep, in agreed. terms of Yeah, agreed. Well, that was a bunch of time talking about rules. Uh, do we have any other final <laughs> we, thoughts we on this? We famously love rules. 
Yeah, I, it's we, my favorite I, subject. No, I I love I do love this sort of stuff and like picking over this sort of shit. It's why I like board games and Magic the Gathering <laughs> and, and shit like that. So like, of course, I I really really like this sort of like fine tuning stuff. Yeah, anything else to say about them? Well, yeah, I'll I'll say that it's above all else. I think it is a huge sign of progress that ownership isn't just implementing these things with zero transparency like they were in the last mm-hmm. couple of years with the changes to the ball like yeah. i think i hope they've realized that they need to be upfront about all this stuff and they need to be as uh, transparent as possible in how it actually affects games played because those years where like we just didn't know if the ball had changed like that was that affected guys careers uh really significantly uh, sure. and uh, it was a pr disaster for mlb they just looked like totally incompetent um uh, so I, I think it's, if nothing else, it's a good sign that they're uh, being very upfront about these changes and how they're implementing them and, and that they could change midseason again. Yeah, I like uh, I like if they're going to if they're going to tell us that the ball changes. That's that's great. Um, wasn't wasn't Blake Snell commentating on that? How he he noticed that the, the, the some differences in the ball? Yes, the uh, he he noticed uh, noted after a spring training game um, that uh, it was easier to dig the finger his fingers into the ball. Uh, it, like the way the seams are laid out with a very slightly tweaked ball, um, the very slightly deadened ball is they're trying to, um, which is what they're trying to do this season. He noticed that he could dig, dig his fingers in a little bit deeper and uh, felt that that really improved his breaking ball, uh, which is, uh, and then he also did notice separately that it felt like fly balls weren't carrying as much, which is the exact explicit intent of the deadening ball is to, to do that part of it. Um, the breaking ball thing, I'm not 100% sure if that's, fully intended or if it's just a, a consequence of the change and i don't know if that's necessarily what they're going for or not like making pitchers yeah. better is kind of the opposite of what we they want to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know we talked about it at least i don't remember if we ever talked about it on the podcast but like the ideas of like you know moving the mound back a little bit um stuff like that to just you know try to reduce the number of strikeouts i don't know i think strikeouts still cool but like yeah putting putting it in play is better like it, it really really is better and like these these mm-hmm. having a having a dead ball um but in uh but the trade-off being that breaking balls uh are are uh you know even more dramatic on their break i think that's a fun trade-off it is it is like a good breaking ball is like one of the mo- like a, a, a great 12-6 curve ball is one of the most beautiful things in sports absolutely uh i would love i would love it if it would kind of bring back like the two seam fastball too a little oh bit. god absolutely watching a two Ab- seamer trail like is so fun i love that absolutely the, the lateral movement is like is so cool unlike anything else in 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 baseball in in what well, other than the cutters i guess but, yeah, but uh, maybe and, i'm overthinking and, it well maybe, maybe i'm over maybe uh and really like it doesn't if it doesn't affect velocity that's really the primary thing that's that causes the strikeout um, to increase less so sure. than the breaking balls and like and i and i don't feel too bad about there being less home runs like you know affecting affecting players careers because it just makes the true power hitters uh that much more valuable mm-hmm. or rather than you know like oh this guy just like figured out launch angle and he's not a very big guy not a very strong guy doesn't really have the power tool uh, but you know, just he was playing in an era where uh, there were fucking ping pong balls, <laughs> and he figured out you could just lift them. Like, yeah, I think that will be that will be fun to have a, a greater distinction between just like a guy who took the smart approach and has good contact skills between him and like an actual, uh, you know, power hitter. Absolutely, when everybody hits fifteen to twenty home runs, a thirty home run season just is isn't important. It's not as exciting. Yeah. Oh, and then that will mean that the twins record 
for most home runs in a season will probably stand forever too then if this changes and i'm i'm fine with that that'll be fun yeah. that'll be a fun yeah. little like during the twins uh you know horrible playoff stretch uh at least the bomba squad uh then that, that was the you know existed for one year uh had a you're, really really cool thing you're right we we should probably put an asterisk on that on that <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah absolutely when it, when like yeah when like jason castro and williams astadio were hitting home runs all the time <laughs> like yeah there was something weird going on uh all right cool do we have anything else that we want to uh we want to talk about here before we before we wrap it up coming up on an hour here i don't think so i, I think i i uh chatted into a microphone enough for a week yeah, yeah i think i'm good yeah seems fun all right well thank you everybody for listening uh we'll be back we'll be back again next week we're we're getting into our regular pace here now uh we'll be back next week gonna have some guests soon gonna have a lot of fun stuff coming up so uh stick around uh really really got any questions right in yeah 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 we haven't done that for a while go ahead and uh, uh find us on twitter at batten around no g on that one we couldn't get the g uh couldn't afford the g uh so <laughs> bring us give us some mailbag questions if you haven't we haven't done that for a while and those are fun i'm really excited to have a, a full season because we started last year you know two-thirds of the way through <laughs> a uh or halfway through a shortened weird season and this season i'm sure will also be weird but i'm really really excited to um to do this hopefully less weird yeah, hopefully less weird. Hopefully weird in f- more fun ways and less cruel and insane ways. Yeah, Lauren, we're gonna we're gonna get yep we're gonna get that acid uh, and really make this weird. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.